0: Welcome to Last Chance Theater, I'm Justin. And I'm Laura. Today we're talking about the 2014 Tom Cruise movie, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, or if you remember the theatrical release, just Edge of Tomorrow. It's kind of confusing. And um, just a side note, I'm here with a very sick Laura, so if she sounds a little different, that's why.
1: I promise I haven't changed my voice. Temporary.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm hoping she feels better here in the next few days. Um, but yeah, we did watch this movie. I I watched it last night, late last night and, um, kind of, kind of, kind of surprised. Like it was, it's one of those things that it was really good and I really hadn't heard about it. Like I'd heard about it, but I hadn't heard about it. Like no one ever came So, so in, did you have you any
1: impression s- of it before you saw the movie?
0: so i knew that it had to do with time travel because i had seen uh, a bit of it one day in like a break room at work i just walked through and i saw like a death sequence and then him like wake up and repeat the same thing again and i knew it was something to do with that but i want to say that i kind of mixed it up with the movie source code which has a similar ish sort of story but I don't think um
1: i've seen that one so i can't uh,
0: as a as a just like a as a reason why it's similar, the source code basically is like a guy gets injured at war and they put him in this time machine where he can go back to a specific day and really relive events through another person's body and solve this like terrorist act and he has to keep doing it until he um solves the crime basically
1: that sounds a lot more like Assassin's Creed than this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's kind of like it's kind of a similar thing uh they actually make a, a pretty smart reference in there to beleaguered castle that card game where the whole point of the game is you 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 draw your cards out and there's a lot of no win scenarios and once you realize you're in one you just reshuffle and redraw and it, and that's kind of how this movie ended up working is that like he would end up in the situation and just be like well i gotta reshuffle just shoot myself or die or whatever. Oh, it's and, usually
1: Rita making that call. <laughs>
0: yeah. After she gets there, there's a lot of her just like shooting him when he. And, and I really, I really think, I really appreciate how they, the shorthand they kind of adopted for the movie over the course of it. It starts off with they show every repeat and they start to show less and less of the day. And mm-hmm. as you understand that, like, this is a. Um, a thing that he understands at this point they don't show it anymore yeah like once he solves
1: something that he references in dialogue about how many times they have repeated it you're just seeing the sequence as it plays out
0: even in the same scene you'll see the sequence play out where he references a repeat that you never saw and then another repeat you never saw and so you start to realize that like this this day has been lived you know whatever number of times and um I was I was pretty impressed with how like they they kind of just gloss over it and make it seem so natural, and at the same time, you still get a feeling that there's like there's like a lot of time passage. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think this is a really
1: to... beautifully edited movie
0: oh yeah it's like this you know it's funny i didn't even think about that but that's that's the thing about good editing is you don't see it like right. something if someone's you know fucking up some editing you know like you know if you see bad editing you're like oh man the editing is terrible
1: <laughs> but i mean like halfway through the movie like they stop showing you that his day is resetting, and like that's what we we're talking about like it just keeps going and you're you already so engrossed and like you know what's happening
0: yeah, I mean it's a natural progression. You, you, and it's not just that you realize and they that they stop hitting you over the
1: head with it too, which is nice. Like they just let you kind of move on with the story.
0: Well, I mean, you start to realize that he's not just dodging something because he's good at it. It's because he's done this same day over and over. And so, like once he gets to a situation, it's he's done memory. before. Yeah, he just kind of moves out of the way. Um, it's pretty funny though because like. uh as i was watching it i was I, uh, I i made a note that this is like one of those telltale games where you you know you're in like a situation where it's like a button match event and you're in it and you keep fucking up like one part and you get it in the next part you fuck up and you just go back and redo the same and by the end of it you're just like you could basically close your eyes and be like okay r- left right x down <laughs> up you're just like every well, time i
1: mean that's actually the the, the novel that this is based on it's a Japanese novel called um, all you need is kill
0: yeah that, that was um, a discovery I made
1: it's it's actually the author was inspired by video games and like learning strategy and like just you know you can die in a video game over and over until you can get it right
0: well it was one of the things that I wait the way I discovered it was really just kind of natural I was I was watching the credits and I saw viz productions I was like viz like the anime company and so I went and looked. And I was like oh this is based on a manga and you know I was like I looked at the manga a little bit like I looked at the like what it was and like honestly was surprised how much they had used from it I was like oh and it's funny because you know a lot of we talk about like manga movies and anime movies being terrible and not working and this one works like it's sad that no one really seems to realize it but it works
1: well it's interesting is um, one of the things because I barely remember this movie being out One in 2014, Mm. which is crazy because it's Tom Cruise and it's Emily Blunt, and it's a really good movie, but like it did so terribly in the US, but it actually performed really well everywhere else in the world.
0: One of the things about the US market is um, that it tends to be kind of fickle, and they don't like the US market, doesn't really know what it wants a lot of the time and they also need to have advertising Well, that's what very, is. I
1: think, I think the US marketing was probably poorly done. Um, like I said I barely remember that it existed.
0: Like I don't know if it was poorly done. It's just that you have to handhold the US market to go to a movie. Like if they if they see a commercial and they don't understand what the plot of the movie is right away, they don't want to see it. And it wasn't always that way. But I mean like, that's so
1: that's not necessarily true because an old movie trailers you you actually gave away a lot of the plot, but that's what I mean by poor marketing. Like, if you're not understanding your audience, it's poor marketing.
0: I don't know. Like, I was... I, I've seen things that I've talked about that, that that's why movies like Spider-Man Homecoming give away, like, their whole plot in the trailer because people really want to know what's going to happen in a movie before they go see it. And that's why movies that don't do that, people will go, oh, this trailer is good, but... They don't, they don't really want to see again, the movie. But that, again, that, that
1: means that the marketing is poor, though, because you're not yeah. connecting with your audience and you're not making them come see your movie. Like, that is bad marketing.
0: I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess the trick has to be that they have to. The try point to of walk marketing is getting
1: someone to, to be interested in your product. And if it's not doing it, it's not doing its job. It might be edited creatively or it might be beautifully done, but that's not good marketing necessarily.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that they need to try to walk a line between people knowing what's happening and not really knowing like they think they know but they don't and they show up and see it
1: it's you need to give them an impression of what they're gonna see but not give them everything i think that's why why people don't like misleading trailers like all that stuff that happened with the mother like people were so (laughs) mad because what you were what you were shown was not what you got
0: Well, I was going to say that one of the things, one of the trailers I think is the best, and people probably don't remember it really being like amazing, but the trailer for Force Awakens didn't give anything away almost. Like there's almost no clue. You think you know what's going to happen, but then you show up and it's not what happens. And I I think that was a really well done trailer for a really big movie, like a movie people were going to analyze and pick over. Star
1: Wars is an interesting exception though, because they don't have to give anything away because it's Star Wars. <laughs> they can just show you random clips, and people are still going to come see the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of it is nostalgia factor. People will just see a clip of a ship or something, like, "Oh, I got to see what's going to happen with this ship or is that ship." Right, or, and ship you've also, is, also got yeah. Disney,
1: who's so good at like building you up, like with like press releases and other stuff that like don't give you anything but just still get you excited. Like, yeah,
0: Disney's marketing machine has been pretty on their game. I mean, between like the last maybe four years or so they've just been all I mean they've
1: had a few stumbles like I don't think they did enough with like Coco um but for Star Wars they they invest a lot of money in that so they're gonna make that work
0: I don't know if Coco I don't know I mean I saw some stuff for Coco but I I I saw it on you know TV and stuff here and on some trailers but
1: they didn't do it to like they didn't give it I don't think probably what it deserved considering it's how well it's done like in Mexico where it's broken all sorts of records and stuff, and they don't really acknowledge that in the U.S. trailers, which is kind of unfortunate.
0: You know what's funny is that I think it might be an, an area thing too, because I want to say that down here the commercials were different. They were, they did acknowledge it, but it's because we're down here by Mexico and there's a there's a bigger. Spanish I mean, I population. do know
1: that they have. I think I think they have been showing it in some U.S. theaters in Spanish, especially in places with very large Spanish-speaking populations. Mm. It's not going to be up here necessarily, but. I don't think their advertising necessarily reflects that as much. Like, there might be their theater strategy probably does it, but not necessarily their advertising.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, there, there was, there's just like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that movies don't necessarily uh, have control over that can affect their their performance. Like, I think, I think that was a problem that Scott Pilgrim had, too, was that it's just, it launched on a bad weekend, it wasn't understood But, see, studios
1: have control of that. They choose their yeah. release dates.
0: Yeah, that was... It That's was, all it strategy. Was, it was dumb to put it up against uh, Expendables, even though Expendables did better than it should have. Like, it was dumb to put it up against a movie that, that, that was that many stars in it.
1: Right, there's... Um, Hollywood, like for a while, they weren't really understanding counter-programming as well as they used to, um, and they're getting better at it again, but...
0: I feel like Disney understands how to undercut their their competition. Like it feels like every time Warner Bros. puts a movie out, Disney puts one out like a week later, just to make sure that they or cut a week the legs before, out.
1: like Thor yeah. Ragnarok, Justice League stuff. Um, I mean,
0: Thor, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, and then then Coco right after, because Coco cut the legs out from under Justice League that next week, and right, I was and then you like,
1: had Star Wars like right after, as well. To like not really own, like
0: <laughs> now that they own Fox, it's just gonna get worse because they have more money and more. <laughs>
1: I mean, power if the Fox deal goes the, through, it'll give Disney like so much power if it actually happens. So, yeah. it might not. It might not go through. Um
0: but but yeah, like this movie, this movie was a was a weird thing because it felt it felt like a movie that should have been big. It felt like there was no reason and I'm I'm pretty sure it's gotten big now that it's, you know, released and stuff. I've, I've seen it
1: on a lot of DVD shelves, so like people are clearly buying it. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a, it's a really good movie and and it's it's got a tonal shift in it, but the tonal shift is not it's not the kind of tonal shift that you get in like a full metal jacket or something like that where it shifts completely to being a different film, but it does change a lot once they get to the farmhouse with the helicopter and stuff. Like that's where the movie kind of just changes suddenly
1: and a it changes a lot
0: really, it changes a little before that. When they're in the car, it stops the repeats constantly. It stops a lot of the...
1: Yeah, about halfway through once it stops kind of giving you the montages and it just goes kind of straight into plot.
0: Yeah, the montages are actually pretty fun, though. Like, they're they're fun that's, because... That's something huh? I really
1: like about this movie is that it uses a lot of, like, the really horrific stuff as humor. I mean, it, all, it doesn't undercut it in any means, because I think it also shows like, how horrific it is to see people that you have come to care about die horrible ways like all the time but it also includes a lot of humor about like the way that Tom Cruise dies over and over again
0: well a lot of them some of them are just kind of like a mistake like or you know it's like oh fuck and you know, it just cuts out like as he's saying it yeah and and you know it, it's is one of those things. One of the cool things about it is that, like you said, it's like a video game in that it's scripted around him. Like everything, if he doesn't do anything to change something, it it happens the same way every time. And so you know he can predict though, this ship is going to crash on that side of me, or you know this person's going to run by, and then like if I if I wait like three beats, and this thing will run run out, and then I can run out behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets hit by a car at one point. He gets. And he gets, uh,
1: like, smushed by, like, the army, that, like, Hummer.
0: The, yeah, he gets, he gets, yeah, smashed by, like, one of those, like, uh, the army trucks passing by. He rolls not fast enough, and they're like, what the, boy, what the hell are you doing? And he dies. <laughs> and he gets, um, he gets hit by another car, too. I think he runs across the road in front of a car and gets hit. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's just, so, like, so many ways that he dies that, like, when Rita's mad at him, she just shoots him. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, he's like, wait, 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 I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> she just shoots him. I also like that it wasn't, like, a charge thing. Like, it wasn't like the power was going to run out because they used it too much. It was more that they had to worry about the blood. Um,
1: right, it's an interesting thing out. where it's like, where it's like you hope you have a fatal injury as opposed to one where you're, like, losing all your blood.
0: Yeah. I mean, he drowned himself that one time in the little thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was, it was kind of funny because the... Uh, the the bigger mimic thing realized it didn't want to kill him because he just reset the day and do it over, right? Um, I was gonna say that I like the the name mimic for these creatures.
1: I like in the movie the aliens are not very well explained, and I don't think that really matters to me at least. It they're all kind of like part of the background because a lot of it is just it's more about Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt like figuring out how to. Strategize, and only one of them knows what's happening each day.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, they're explained enough. I feel like for an audience,
1: they're enough, but like they're not. It's like it's never really explained. Like, why are they here? Like, when exactly did they show up? Like, what's the goal? Like, it's stuff that I I think is actually laid out from what I've read when I was researching the movie. It's laid out more in the books, obviously, because it's a book and you can do that. I
0: I saw a video (laughs) about the manga online. It was like a comparison. And they, they were saying how, like, the aliens are different. Like, they look different, and they, like, yeah, they show them, they know like, eating or something.
1: They are different from what I read, but they are also given a little bit more setup and explanation about what they're doing on Earth. Yeah. As opposed to this one, it's, like, it's an accepted fact that they're there. That's not even really the purpose. The purpose is just to get rid of them.
0: Well, well from what I remember in the, the video I saw, they said that they were eating, like, water and stuff and vomiting up like a different substance that was in the the book there
1: it's explained that they're terraforming to make the planet habitable for them not humans
0: and then the the they do explain when they got there they say five years ago they landed in germany is where it started
1: yeah but they don't really explain like why how what they're doing like (laughs) Like, what's the point
0: like they they give a, they give a very independent they discuss this description but I kind of think it serves the movie's purpose because you know one of the things right. about movies like this is that to to cut away and show the aliens like planning or doing something takes time from like the characters and it makes the aliens more characters and if you do that you have to kind of follow it up and the right, aliens Right, I think aren't in very, this one
1: it doesn't matter because you also you don't want to know what the aliens are thinking because you I need, mean, you need to know what Tom Cruise is thinking
0: like you really can't know what they're thinking because they're not they're, they're not able to explain it. The only way you could really do it that would make some sense is if he had like a psychic connection and and that just seems like which, a which which he of did time.
1: and it, that's how it was tricking him.
0: Yeah. It, but it's like a waste of time to spend that to use that same connection to like teach him about the right it's or just something. it's
1: something that like cause I like I really liked the, like the opening montage of like all the news clips and stuff. But it's something it that, really like, well they like they could have like they could have like shoved it in there a little bit I think. They did they did enough to like establish it, but they could have explained a little bit more.
0: I mean, one of the things um, that I noticed about the news clips were that they they looked very like most of the time when you have movies like this, they either do one or two things: they do the news clip that's um, the whole TV screen being watched by another person, or they treat it like you're watching the news. But what's funny about these is that if you watch them, they're never in center and they're never quite formatted right. Like even on the letterbox screen, the bottom of like the Fox News logo or the CNN logo or whatever it is, is cut off. And the, the news streaming across the bottom can't be read because it's also cut off. And it, it's it's weird, but it, it, it almost gives this idea of like like you're watching like clippings of something pass by because some of them are at like a weird angle. Or they're mm-hmm. kind of less, like just like a screen close-up of his face, but you know the news didn't do that because the stuff's not at the bottom, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Like once again, I think more I think some of it is
1: is um, practical because they used a lot of real news clips, yeah, um, mixed in with with the stuff that they filmed for the movie, and so obviously you have to kind of like arrange your screen around that a little bit, and then so I mean then I think you're right, like it gives kind of like a scrapbook feeling to it, like someone like kind of paging through and explaining a little bit of what's going on
0: it might also be that news is not shot in theatrical widescreen so they just like clipped it when they were cut when they were shooting it because um when they do those news clips a lot of time like if tom cruise goes to x y and z to do an interview he'll just shoot like you know some b-roll and I wish that more movies made the B-roll available because they'll shoot like five minutes sometimes and it's pretty crazy what they come out with. Like sometimes it's just like the weirdest stuff they're saying. Like I saw some uh, stuff from Jon Stewart for um, Su- uh, Batman v Superman that was really weird. Like he was just saying like something about Superman not wanting to be American or something. It was really weird. Like it's just, it had nothing to do with that film. And I, I wish that more movies would put that B-roll into their like deleted scenes stuff.
1: Well, I mean, I think that was kind of the intent, like with the with the opening of like Justice League, how they used um, the Superman clip on someone's cell phone.
0: Yeah, that was that was a weird that was a it was a it was a weird little clip though. Um, I was gonna say also, like as much as I'm not like the biggest Tom Cruise fan, he is really like charismatic, and that comes I... across. <laughs> I know you love Tom Cruise a lot.
1: I, yeah, it's like I understand that he is a crazy person and a psychologist oh, no. on top it, of that. It,
0: it isn't but... even that that bothers me. I, I just I feel like he's kind of douchey about like the stunts, but this movie doesn't do any of that, so it's not there to distract. Like the interesting well, you...
1: things about this movie is that he's bad at everything. Like that's the character, and that's usually not who Tom Cruise plays. Usually, he plays someone who is very good at his job, and by oh, he's then, bad the end, he becomes coward, good at it. Too. Yeah, but exactly, it's, it's not who Tom Cruise usually plays, and he becomes the kind of Tom Cruise character by the end. But at the beginning, that's that's not how he is.
0: Yeah, there, there's some sequences of him saving people in the montages that are hilarious, like because of their reactions, because to them it's their first day meeting him, and he's just like, this, <laughs> you know, no, no, nobody douchebag, and like the the one where and like this is not this is not really paid for. It's it, this is kind of played for comedy whenever he comes to their little foxhole trench and he like starts strafing them and running a circle yeah and that circle edge, i love that shot and he's just shooting down into the center and it just runs off they're just they're staring
1: like, at him like what like,
0: is that him <laughs> like and then there's also <laughs> this is not really a play for comedy but when he decides to ditch emily blunt and go alone he's speaking to the guy who's showing him how to use the suit quote unquote and he's like all right i need an extra battery and two you know Two eight more close to 30, yeah, eight grenades and two more close to 305. And, and the guy's like, okay. <laughs>
1: it's like, Which, I mean, I'm sure is very, you know, not military like. <laughs> and that they're not just going to give you everything you ask for. But.
0: Uh, I think in, in a combat situation, unless, you know, you. Especially against enemies like that, they probably would just give you the grenades. Because, like, <laughs> why not? Like, knock yourself out. Because, you know. They they weren't giving them enough battery, it felt like, either. Because if they were, waiting, if they were wanting to push that hard, those batteries ran out pretty quick. And yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think some of it, though, I think you can... They all talk about, like, in, like, the opening, like, they talk about Rita... The suits being new. Well, that, but they also talk about how well Emily Blonde's character Rita was able to use it. And they just, I think they just assume... That everyone is going to be as good as her but obviously that most people don't understand that she was able to reset herself like 300 times
0: yeah i mean to to a person who didn't know what she was doing it would look to them like she was just like like a final fantasy character she has this giant <laughs> sword and she's just like slicing things up and i think that's i think that's what's funny because it is very like when i think back on what i watched i was like this is very anime like this is an anime thing mm-hmm. like Like, you know what it reminds me of, honestly, and I don't know if you've ever seen this show, because we we don't really discuss anime. You and I don't. But um, Attack on Titan, it reminds me of that. Because the enemy kind of comes, they're mysterious, you don't really know anything. And then the way the humans handle it is similar, in that they don't really have a, like, giant mech or something to get in. They have, like, these little, you know, attached, you know, mechanical things they can use to fight them. But... I, I honestly like the design on the things the mimics in this in the movie better because they're so like erratic and tentacly and like wiggly that it when you see the first one you're like well shit how do you deal with that like it's, it's they're moving. pretty
1: terrifying looking
0: yeah they're moving everywhere <laughs> like if it was like i mean if, if this was like a you know uh a near autonomous game fight. Like you would just be getting the shit hit out of you from the back because there's like tentacles and all this stuff going around behind you and they're coming up to the dirt. They're like digging.
1: They come uh, at you from like the air, like they yeah water
0: and they kind of roll towards you. It looks almost like, and then they, they can like launch themselves up. There was that, there was that water scene like in London that was really scary. Like they're all under the water moving like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That was, that was a whole bunch of just like, oh this is just like nightmare fuel.
1: Well, it was interesting. One of the things that I was reading was that for the original designs of the the aliens, um, Guillermo del Toro was the original designer, but I guess the action never went with his designs. like They changed them too much over the course of production. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting. Though I'm curious what he would have designed because (laughs) if we're talking about Nightmare Fuel, Guillermo del Toro is pretty good at that.
0: (laughs) I feel like del Toro is a certain kind of nightmare fuel like he he's he's in that same school as like uh stephen moffat where they they take things that are familiar to children or us and make them scary and these things felt more like lovecraft type things where they didn't really have like they had mouths i guess but they didn't really seem like a creature that you would be able to go okay this creature Evolved this way because of eggs. like they're cre- yeah. No, they this is like, like nothing that
1: you've actually seen in life. Yeah,
0: they look like like you know some Call true of aliens, like shit. Yeah,
1: like usually when people are thinking about aliens and stuff, like even in a lot of science fiction, like it's somewhat based on Earth anatomy to some extent. Like even yeah, if we're thinking of a, a thing as like a plant organism, or thinking it was like a, as some kind of animal or a humanoid, like. These are none of those. <laughs> it's they're more like, like a jellyfish, like, I guess. It's kind of the closest thing I could think of is like some kind of underwater creature.
0: They're like, okay, get this. It's a plant, but it's also a man. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a, um, there, there is a like effect they do to them when they when they die. It's almost like they burn out inside, like a bulb goes out, and they just kind of. Oh yeah, like dark. when the,
1: especially the first time that Tom Cruise dies and it, the blood is all over him and just like burning him. Oh, it's so gross, but it's a really good effect
0: like his mouth is all full of it and his eyes go black like i don't know i don't know why their plan wasn't to trick another mimic that was like that to come around and just like getting a bunch of people in there oh that would probably mess up a lot of stuff though
1: right well and they said that like the ones the alphas that have that ability are very very rare
0: yeah it's funny too because there was a um there was a the, the video i was watching about the manga and the show was criticizing the ending and they were saying how oh, it didn't make sense how it reset I was like I guess the distance didn't make sense but the actual like the actual reset made sense because he didn't get the blood from the alpha on him he got the blood from the omega on him and that mm-hmm. blood probably like has the reset ability too and since the omega was dead the only person who was the only person who was dying that could reset it was him you even know?
1: close enough to
0: yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, he reset it back to the beginning of the the previous day, but it also could have been that that, that might it might be a location based reset. Like he reset it to the day that the Omega got to that spot or something, because they don't know how long it had been there, you know, or where right. it came from. Like you don't really see how it moves; it's just like in well, the well. It's water not like he room.
1: ever before really had a choice in when he was reset, because obviously, I think if he'd had a choice, he wouldn't have you know woken up in handcuffs every time. <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny. Like the the reset must be predicated on sleep because he wakes up. Right. That's where he. It's not the beginning of his day, quote unquote. It's beginning of his being awake. Like he gets knocked out or whatever. And well, then, he.
1: But it is. It is o six hundred when he wakes up in handcuffs.
0: Oh, okay. I thought that was like that. He woke up later that same day. It's no, the wait. Next it, day. Are you sure? Because remember, he tell the the other guy tells him. When they come back and break into the building the 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 irish guy tells him i didn't think i'd see you back here let alone the same day
1: i know but i, I but from everything i was reading it's it's 600 is because they, they went, meant it to be a parallel with uh groundhog day
0: it must have he must have been at the, that guy's place earlier than or i don't know
1: i don't know I that he, might be an oversight
0: yeah that was like, there, I also like the, the dialogue he uses whenever he was telling someone what they were going to do. He was like, okay, this is going to sound crazier, but the longer I talk, it's going to make more yeah. sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love, because this is a Tom Cruise he's just like unabashedly American as well.
0: I mean, like, I think that that's necessary because. Right, it, but
1: I mean. It's Tom Cruise, so that's how he's always going to be. He's always, like, the most American. But you also have the other very, very American character of Bill Paxton's uh, Master Sergeant. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> from was kind of weird. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> this Kentucky accent. And we haven't even mentioned this yet. There was a there was a, an actor in here who I did not expect to see in a fe- feature film. Yeah, some. it's Jax. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, like I saw him at first and I was like, is that Jax? I was like, no, that's just another guy who looks
1: he like He looks Jax. older here than he does in Legends yeah, of Tomorrow. Yeah, I don't even understand weird. how
0: that works. How he looks older <laughs> in a movie that took place 3 years ago than in, he does. I don't I mean, you know what? I really don't understand you know what?
1: Firestorm it, but... would have come in real handy in this.
0: <laughs> Firestorm. Like, like it's one of it's one of those things where I'm I'm glad that he got utilized for something because I feel like he is a really good actor after, especially after seeing his acting in the crossover episodes earlier this year. I was just like, man, this guy can actually act, and like a lot of people on these shows can act and they just don't get a chance to do it, mm-hmm. you know, because they're on such a hokey show most of the time, <laughs> like especially on Legends. A show that has, like, a two-bar I mean, fight I think they do a pretty good minimum. job
1: selling what they're, what they're given, for the most part. I mean, and that, that's but a lot of acting. it doesn't give them a lot of range.
0: But th- that's a lot of what acting is, though. It's, like, just selling the terrible stuff you're given sometimes. <laughs> because, like, that's that's one of the bigger problems with the prequels in Star Wars, is that if someone had been there who could really sell that stuff, then you would be okay I mean, I think Natalie more.
1: Portman did a good job, but she's, like, a serious actress, and she was, like, the... She and Ewan McGregor are, like,
0: the only ones. <laughs> even McGreg- even Ewan McGregor and McGregor, even and McGregor, Steve's off. But I think the person who, like, they must have, like, drugged him up or something was uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Like, what happened? Like, his acting so, in that one is
1: terrible. Like, that's, he's
0: like, so his paycheck good. He's so good at selling terrible movies. Like, he's, he, he's in a movie called Snakes on a Plane and it works. But somehow, in a Star Wars movie, he was just like, I, I had no inspiration to act in this. And I I think I think it might have also been the directing was a lot of it was like, okay, you're a Jedi. Be really calm and quiet and collected. And it it just everybody was like speaking softly to each other and sitting around a table and talking a lot. I think that that kind of hurt it. And you can tell in this movie that they they must have done something to say, like, okay, like, you know, you guys need to yell at each other more like. There's a lot of uh, Tom Cruise being like kind of like screaming at her or screaming at someone else or trying to get people's (laughs) attention. And it's funny because, you know, it's always her first day. So she's not like as close to him, but he's always like, he gets gets to know her better and better every time. Well, He gets to know everybody better and better. Like, you know, he comes into the room and and saves their little poker game and introduces, (laughs) you know, himself by telling them facts about themselves and all these other things
1: it's so one of the things i guess we haven't really talked about we've mentioned it a little bit in passing but it's interesting that tom cruise's character goes from being the public face of this force against the mimics to being on the front lines
0: well there's a, Cause that's a very unusual
1: says, transition to make
0: the uh the the guy that's the irish uh commander who sends them out there um tells him that you know you're gonna go out there and blah blah blah. and he he says you know you just convinced like millions of people to fight for me or whatever and he's like you know general i can just blame people to join your army and when when the smoke clears and the body bags come home how hard do you think it will be for me to convince millions of people to blame you and I was like, yeah, you know, that was that's what got him knocked out. Honestly, was sad. oh, of like, course
1: it was. That guy took none of his shit. But I mean, it's still just a very weird transition to you have someone that is like the very very public face of this organization to then suddenly go to being on the front lines.
0: That was the least believable part of it to me was that all those people there and no one had seen him on the news once. No one remembered a CNN thing with him. Like he was, he was easily recognizable as the same person like he's in his uniform except for the patches aren't there it would be like if, you know, someone took, I don't know, Colin Powell or something and stripped his patches off and threw him on the front lines. They'd be like, yeah, it's just a regular guy. He's an old man soldier. Like, no, it doesn't happen.
1: Right, like, he's not going to be a private at whatever age Tom Cruise yeah, is in the like, movie.
0: you can't even join the military at, at Tom Cruise's age, I don't think, like, unless there's some special circumstance. I mean,
1: that, that might be special circumstances when the Earth is under invasion. I, I, yeah, I,
0: I, think, I, think that that, I think that might have been a point where that they were just like, hey, can you get to Bodies. the front lines? Are your legs Cannon working? fodder.
1: Cannon fodder. <laughs> we need some red shirts over here.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they did a good job explaining that the aliens kind of wanted to force that conflict. Yeah. And that they would just, like, oh, we'll, we'll force this conflict. And
1: I think it brings up some interesting questions about the military. Like, it doesn't go into in much detail, but, like, about the value of lives and positions. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, like, Tom Cruise. Clearly thinks that like his life is worth more than everyone else's because he's an officer and he has rank even though he's never actually been in battle. And he and he's kind of aware of that because he, like, you're talking about when he talks to the general about convincing people to join up and risk their lives and how he can kind of turn that against him. He's aware that it's unfair, <laughs> but he doesn't care, <laughs> which changes by the end of the movie.
0: I mean to be honest, I'd I'd say that like I think that there's two sides to that story. Is that one, yeah, you can you can say like okay, all lives equal, no one's more valuable than anybody else, but at the same time, you don't want people like Tom Cruise out there who can't fight if they're just oh, going to muddy up the field. I with mean, like
1: in real life, like. If he truly showed, like, no, like, he didn't understand how to work the, the weapons, like, they weren't they wouldn't send him out there right away.
0: Like, Well, I mean, they didn't even tell him how to work the weapons. He clearly had the aptitude to learn, but they just put him in the weapon and didn't even tell like, him. Right, they, like, that, they, that, they, that obviously wouldn't joke, happen. <laughs> yeah, they, as a joke, didn't explain how to use the safety on the weapon, you know, like, that sort of thing. Like, right, they were,
1: they were basically kind of letting him get killed is what Bill Paxton's character kind of alludes to when he tells the one guy to keep an eye on him for a short while.
0: <laughs> yeah, just keep it out for a little bit, and and you know that was, that was like his, that was that was like his thing was that he didn't know how to use the way he didn't know how to, use, uh, to turn off the safety for. What uh, a reset and a half. Like it takes him like almost two cycles to figure out, out that. And like w- on the first on the first run through, he actually mistakenly puts his armor into like Japanese or some shit and he's like <laughs> flicking through screens and there's like warnings popping up. And it's funny because you know it shouldn't be in Japanese because at one point it speaks in English and says reload.
1: Well, well, it says it both times. It goes like it's like does it in a cycle or it does it in Japanese and then does it in English and then it does it in Japanese again. In oh,
0: English. I didn't notice that. that that's probably yeah. a, that's probably a ploy at the at the, a play at the anime or at the manga. Yeah, it it's it's a to reference Japanese.
1: to the origins of the story.
0: But it's funny too because they really did just take that straight from the manga. Like I saw pictures and it's just like a little weird. Ellen Ripley walkie suit thing like from Aliens like a smaller version of that and apparently
1: those suits were 85 to 90 pounds and then when you had the, like, the armaments on them they were like 120 125 pounds
0: I mean those are practical armor like and for a war those are things that we could almost do right now. But there's not much advantage to it if you weigh that much. Because, like, he falls in the water at one point, And if he hadn't unharnessed himself, he'd just drown. Because the suits are not made to go in the water. Like, if you go in deep water, you just fall straight to the bottom. <laughs> well, they
1: were just on the beach.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, fans. They, they had just been on the beach earlier. And I was like, well, good thing no one fell, fell into the deep water and just had to drown themselves.
1: Like, you would and think they would have, have the, like, a... The guy that's in that's naked under his suit... Like what the hell?
0: <laughs> Was someone naked? Oh, that's what right. he said. Balls the, the fat out. guy. Right. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, likes
1: to go, he likes to go balls out. Very literally.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, he'll be sorry when his battery runs out and he has to go. That's well, he's
1: like the, one of the first people that's killed each time.
0: He gets crushed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> after like cheering, but thats the number one rule in an action movie. If you're cheering that you're alive after surviving something, you're the next person to die.
0: <laughs> Especially if you're surviving, getting to the ground. Like he wasn't surviving like some some victory. Then yeah, he he's like,
1: survived yeah, the plane crash the and the drop.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Do you have no situational awareness, dude? Like, look around you. Like, there's a plane <laughs> falling." I get really tired of those planes too. The planes that they always put in like futuristic war movies, the the like gyro plane with the helicopter things. Those things do not work. They fall out of the sky all the time <laughs> in real life, and every movie wants them to be the future. They're like, this is the future. What a helicopter with more targets on it to shoot? Because like the if you, if one of those blades goes out, that thing is just gonna come down like immediately. Another well,
1: kind of like that. Like this is this movie set in 2061. But to me, it feels very much like a World War One or World War II movie in a lot of ways, which is interesting because it is so science fictiony.
2: Uh, I think it does
1: the color palette of everything is just it's very muted and it's kind of it's not sepia at all, but it, it's there's, there's no saturation to any of it.
0: It's a warm movie, movie color palette. I mean, it, it there's it could have ended up like Starship Troopers, which is very vibrant for no reason. But also, I think you have to think that these movies are shot on digital, and digital doesn't look like, washed out, like, naturally but, but wa- I think, washed out. I think
1: in this one, though, I think it's intentional. I think they want it to feel like an old old war movie, because, I mean, a, they talk it's, about Verdun and stuff, which is very, like, World War II specific, and they're on the beaches. and
0: Yeah, there's a beach rush, there's a lot of references <laughs> to people saying their parents fought in World War Two in that bar sequence, and... You know they're in London, which was the the place that was getting, and you then know, they're in and France, and,
1: and like it's yeah, it,
0: they go to the Louvre, which I guess existed in World War II. I don't really know what was going on over there, but oh yeah, it's it's an old museum. It's got to have been there. It's a the castle, right?
1: It's it's not a, really a castle. It's a, wasn't it the old castle they used to have? I don't remember. But it's a very 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 large building. <laughs>
0: I've never seen it in person. I've only seen it in like yeah. movies. Like the Da Vinci Code references it that that one time really hard. It's
1: very pretty. It's very very large. You can't get through the whole thing in one day.
0: Sounds like a challenge to me. Get no, there you literally weekend. cannot
1: get through it in one day. It'll take you. I think I think it's like three days. Is like the three days see everything. Yeah.
0: I would just get bored. I'd be like, okay, time to go out into the rest of the city. They also did the uh, the the thing where like if if it's an American film and, and France has been attacked, the Eiffel Tower has to be knocked over or gone. It was like oh, on they its they straight up, like
1: destroyed Paris.
0: It's on its <laughs> side, and I'm like, I don't think it even fall in one piece like that. It would shatter. But it's like before. that's also
1: how you're like they they were in Paris like and they destroyed all the Paris landmarks. Like they destroyed the <laughs> Arc de Triomphe. Like they destroyed the Louvre. What's
0: funny about it is that they just throw them in a row. They, they're like lined up like bowling pins. So they just fly the ship through Most everything. of them aren't that
1: close to each other. It's really weird. It's really funny.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that in movies when, when you when you know a city and they do something and they're like, okay, we do this and we do that. You're like, those two things are nowhere near each other. Like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, people complain about that, but like a lot of these cities they use in movies aren't really well well known, so you don't really know. Like, if you're not from that city, you don't know how far it is from.
1: Right, like you just know that you know the landmarks. And that's what yeah, they're getting you, at. Is you know you're landmarks? Seeing, okay, okay, they're there. destroying Paris because this alien thing is really big and powerful. <laughs> you
0: know, one, one of my favorite uh, like weird landmark moments was uh, my my friend was watching Resident Evil, like one of Resident Evil sequels. And they go to Vegas and there's a bunch of those landmarks that are like replicas there. And mm-hmm. he thought in the language of the movie that the movie was saying that like the world was ending so they had brought all the landmarks to Vegas to save them. <laughs> and I was like, no, there's replicas there. They're not like salvaging landmarks like it's a Carmen Sandiego movie or something.
1: <laughs> Keeping them in Vegas?
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, let's just bring all these to Vegas. That's where they'll be safe. What? No. Why does it make any sense?
1: <laughs> That's really... And how'd
0: you get the Eiffel Tower across the ocean?
1: Has he never heard of the Paris Hotel?
0: <laughs> well, he he actually went to Vegas this past year and saw that. But he was saying that before he before when he first thought well he didn't see it and then know he was wrong when he told me what he thought was happening. I was like, no, those are all like replicas <laughs> of those things. They're not even sized right most of the time. They're just there oh, because
1: nope, they're yeah, not in I mean, scale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, like especially in relation to the other things
0: <laughs> yeah like isn't like the Statue of Liberty one of them it's like really tiny comparatively to like what it should be and it's like I don't know it, it's just funny to me that that was the idea he got from that and it maybe be. <laughs> I actually thought about that last night I was like I don't know if these things are that close together because I played, I played some video games set in Paris and I was like I remember it being not very easy to get from like the front of the Louvre to this arc deal that's over here <laughs>
1: well it's just that that reminds me just more of like despicable me like where the guy's stealing landmarks <laughs> i've like,
0: never, never actually ones. seen any of oh. those
1: well the plot of like the beginning of despicable me is jason siegel's villain character is stealing famous landmarks and replacing them with inflatable versions
0: <laughs> <laughs> inflatable landmarks that sounds amazing actually
1: <laughs> I mean, it's really silly and it's really funny but it's a kid's movie I
0: mean, like when you think about the idea of Carmen Sandiego, like that was also stupid. She stole the Statue of Liberty. Like how? Like what did she do with it?
1: She's a um, master thief, unlike Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise when they try to steal that device in this movie. She's a
0: master thief who wears a <laughs> red coat and hat, so she's easily easily noticeable. But no, well, she like... gets
1: away with stuff all the time, and no one seems to catch her, so she must be pretty good.
0: <laughs> it's pretty funny though. You're right. Like they're not good thieves. They go into that place and. I was just like, hey, what are you guys doing? What, what what What's even dumber is that they their plan should have been to go in there, get the code off the safe, and then set a fire alarm off or something on the next go-through and just go in and take the object. Not to go in there and, like, force fight right. their way out.
1: Use, use your resets yeah, to, exactly. like, strategize, but, like, okay, I'll get the code this time, and then I'll plan, see how much time this takes, and
0: yeah i mean not even, like, like i've played prince of persia i've had to do a lot of resetting situations that i <laughs> fucked up before you but play like, a lot of life say, is
1: strange and you have to do a lot of time oh god same. i didn't
0: even think about life is strange in this i was like oh man this is like like life is strange flashbacks i i i just remember that night i spent two hours in the same conversation <laughs> trying to keep trying to keep a dog and a girl from getting killed i was like oh no a a dog a girl and a guy from getting killed like either he got killed by one of us the dog got killed or she got killed or two people and like i finally got where no one died i was like i i started to believe that i wasn't gonna be able to do it i thought that it was just impossible (laughs) I was like, yes, yeah, like okay. So take the gun and throw it into the woods. All right, now tell him this. Let the dog go inside. <laughs> like you have, know, like, and it, it, it really is like what this movie is because you start to just develop this like shorthand. Like, okay, if I do this, then he'll say this, and I have to say that, and um, <laughs> you know, uh, what do you call it? The other thing that's different in the manga that I don't know if you ever saw this is that it's not just about resets; it's a prediction thing. Like once they get the power, they actually have the ability to see what's going to happen before they even live it and avoid it.
1: Oh no, I haven't seen that. I did see that in the in the original novel and stuff. Rita never actually loses her power.
0: Yeah, it's both of them that have it,
1: right? And that, but she understands. Like she realizes that someone is has developed the same power.
0: Um, well it, she was it much the same way that he does like she sees him dodging well no, actually she sees him dodging stuff on the battlefield is what i saw they said and that she knows he's doing what she's doing and so she goes to him as he's dying and tells him to find her when he wakes up and kills him and so then she they they meet up and start working together but the other difference was that since they both have it at the end of the manga they realize that because there's one of them alive still it's causing the things not to be able to lose. Like they're right. creating like a they're frequency loop. They're always going to be alive. Yeah. So they one of them kills the other and then they go on and, and beat the thing. Because, you know, right. it's a manga. It can't, it's Japanese media. It can't end happily.
1: <laughs> Whereas the American version, we gave it a happy ending.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a sequel coming out. Now they decide they're going to just do a sequel. I mean, what's that going to be about?
1: I mean, I think it was a, for some reason, I wanted to say it was like a, part of an, like original like planned trilogy or something.
0: Well, you know but what's funny is that is that he should I, have the I wasn't reset able to power confirm still. That,
1: so I don't know.
0: He should actually have the reset power still too, because he didn't die again or give blood or lose blood. I mean, blood. maybe that's
1: what the sequel's gonna be then.
0: <laughs> they, they just go around the world, just like having wacky adventures where they, <laughs> I did you know,
1: see that uh, this the plot of this movie like they almost um, cannibalized it for. The
0: plot of a Terminator movie. I'm glad they didn't, because Terminator movies have been re- re- like like repeatedly bad recently, and it's not even worth it to waste it on that. Like, like it's better to this is not an original quote unquote property, but it's better to give a movie like this a chance because like like name an anime movie that works like actually honest to god works, and I can only think of like three other anime movies off the top of my head. Two of them are like one of them is yeah man. And another one's, like, a (laughs) war crime. Like, Dragon Ball Evolution is basically the equivalent of a cinematic war crime. (laughs) I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Do not even. I don't know how much you know about Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball, but it does not borrow almost anything from the source material. It deletes characters. It invents (laughs) other characters. It, like, sexualizes characters in weird ways they never were before and just other randomness. And then I did see the Scarlett Johansson. um, What do you call it? Oh, Ghost um,
1: in
0: the Shell? Yeah, I actually watched both movies back to back. I'd never seen the original. And the original, honestly, to me, wasn't that good either. But, I mean, I understand it's an older movie and it's it, it, it did have some, like, philosophical merit. But, like, the did newer one. Did you ever one, see Aeon Flux? That one
1: didn't do so
0: well either. I didn't. I saw the other movie, like Aeon Flux, that was terrible. Well, no, I did see Aeon Flux. It was the one other one I didn't see. What was the other movie called? Ultraviolet. Um, oh, yeah.
1: There, but there was, yeah, Aeon Flux, I remember, like, I love Charlize Theron. Oh, she's amazing. But that was a terrible movie. I didn't like the anime for that either, though, so I was just not into it.
0: Aeon Flux was a weird show. It was like an MTV show that came on, like, in, like, little little blips at night. And I remember seeing it, and I remember my brother. I didn't John, like the really animation
1: style, so that might have been a big thing for me, because I thought it. I did not like the way that the people were drawn.
0: Like, I don't know if we've ever talked about my brother John very much, but John's the brother that, that passed away back in, like, 07 and he was the weird brother he was always like watching weird shit and like he was the like weird really... one well he was always like he was in the gremlins and he was into like other weird things and so like the weird movies i have seen have been like you know reanimator and shit like that that was because of him and so aeon flux was a thing that he watched and i would see with him and i would like try to understand it but i was just like i don't really know if this is like supposed to be weird he dies every episode was a big thing in that show And then um, he would, like, read books about, like, yeah weird conspiracy theory stuff or, like, demons and monsters and, like, aliens and shit. And then he also – he made me – he he showed me Heavy Metal, that movie, which is mostly porn. Like, I don't know how to describe Heavy Metal. (laughs) Heavy Metal is a weird movie. There's, like, a woman with blue pubes and there's a car that comes down on lightning. I mean – it's funny. It, it's an. I'm not sure if it's an anime or not, but it's like a 80s or 70s movie, and it basically is just about like rock music, and like nudity, and like these people are looking for a magic stone or some shit. It's like seven different stories. It's a weird <laughs> film. Like, and I Sounds was like really 10 bizarre. when I saw. it I was 10 when I saw it, so I like. I'm kind of only half remembering what it even was I saw, <laughs> but. It's like when I, when I see things like this, because he was, like I said, he was dead by the time this movie came out. When I see stuff like this, I'm like, oh, he would have liked this. Like the, this is the kind of movie he would have been obsessed with and watched over okay. and over because he would watch like certain, he would watch the weirdest movies repeatedly. And, you know, they were movies that no one else really paid attention to. So I, if, if he had still been alive, I probably would have found this movie through him because mm-hmm. he would have made me watch it at some point. Of course, he wasn't always, like, a good, you know, tastemaker. He would also make him watch some really stupid shit sometimes, so there was that problem. Like, you know, Gremlins <laughs> 2. Yeah, like, Gremlins 2 is just the worst.
1: I mean, there's bound to be something, though, that both of you would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, there, there, well, there statistically. was. Statistically. Like, there was, I mean, there's, like, I have two brothers, so, like, we're, we're it switches between the two, like, what we're going to enjoy, like, me and my brother both, enjoy, the me and the brother that are still alive both enjoy uh, these new Star Wars movies a lot, and, you know, we're, we've been really into these, the, the three that that'll come out, but we also disagreed on, like, the Matrix movies, I want to, I think, I don't remember, I hate the Matrix sequels, so... <laughs> You know.
1: I, I don't think I ever actually saw the third one. I think I got bored after the second one, so I was like, I'm not even gonna bother. If you were bored <laughs> with
0: the second one, the third one is a travesty. Um, it is one of the worst. Like people talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm like, I don't think you people remember the third Matrix movie because it is just a <laughs> unholy mess. Like it, it's amazing to the degree that they could mess it up. And and looking back, I I think the Wachowski. Uh, sisters have messed up a lot of movies over the years they've like just Speed Racer did you ever see Speed Racer
1: I've seen like the end of it I haven't seen the whole thing <laughs> Speed Racer is but that should never have been a- like a mainstream movie like there was no way that why could have not. been a like, serious thing.
0: speed racer is the easiest thing that's uh, an anime to make into a movie alright there's these racers and they race around volcanoes and shit and people die all the time and that's it that's the whole show like there was nothing else to that concept there was no magic or anything there was no magic balls that saved your life if you went into the volcano in your car you just died and that's how the show played it like in the, the old days people would just blow up and die and no one said anything <laughs> Oh my god. But But I mean um, what they
1: what they did with that one was that like they've made it very anime childish. in yeah. that it's in the way that the movie went. Like they enlarged like um what's her face's eyes, like
0: Oh, they did they?
1: Yeah. Like they made her like they digitally enhanced her eyes. Like she already has big eyes. You don't need to do that.
0: I'm trying to remember <laughs> what it was I was reading about and they were talking about some movie that had two two uh two asian girls in it as like two asian twins or something and they were saying that they were shocked that they just they weren't just like scarlett Johanneson with like eyes taped back and i was like that's really messed up but that's how that's how what do you call it, it looked like they did some weird thing to her face with cg that just looks off in, Ghost well, in, in, the the show. in
1: the trailer for the for the new uh alita battle angel movie trailer like they they've changed her eyes like Well, her face is, like, CG. She's she's CG,
0: yeah.
1: And it's weird. (laughs) It really freaks me out.
0: I I think... But I think it's supposed to freak you out. I think the idea behind that is that she's an android, and she's supposed to look weird, and it's supposed to be Uncanny Valley
1: and The thing is, like, I get that she's, like, not supposed to look entirely human, but I think what bothers me me is that she looks childlike, and that creeps me out because there's clearly, like, a romance angle to it. Oh, I mean...
0: (laughs) I mean, you you watch anime. I don't know how many, like, I know, children that are supposed mean, to be 100 is... years old we can run across in different things.
1: But like, I mean, oh, this is she... an American movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's based on an anime, yes, but...
0: They're like, oh, she looks eight, but she's actually 200 years old. Like, this is still cre- <laughs> creepy.
1: They just, like, they could have made, like, her eyes probably a little smaller, and I probably would be a lot less freaked out. But it just, it weirds me out. I don't know. I don't know that I can watch that movie. (laughs) I kind
0: of wish they had copied the Pixar style and just made everybody like, you know, like it looked like the movie Up or some shit. But then there was also people getting killed in it. I think that'd be kind of funny to do. But no one really has done that yet. Like the Pixar, the Pixar movie style looks really good to me. Like I love how they like over animate characters and make them look very like cartoonish, but at the same time, very like expressive. And I think it's funny that no one's copying that, and maybe maybe they just don't want to copy it because Disney. I think too it's expensive. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, like Sony, Sony and Fox definitely—well, have... Well, not anymore—but Sony definitely <laughs> has the money to do to do something. Like they they keep making terrible fucking CGI children's movies. Like, right, they but I mean, made... like I
1: think they don't have like the the clout. I think to like truly invest. <laughs> In like an animation project like that like like pixar yeah. can do it because like they've proven that they can and like they've got not only like they've got like the animation skill but they've got the story to back it up
0: well foxes fox has had not fox sony's had some 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 limited um uh success there they they had the Ho- hotel transylvania movies which did well and they had cloudy with a chance of meatballs the first one did well so there there is a precedent for them to do alright, but I think their problem is that they get weird. They don't just want to make anime, they want to make But like they also do stuff like
1: The Star, which is out right now, which they, what is the they star? have under it's it, they've got it under their religious label. It's a wait, wait, wait religious label? Yeah, they've got a religious section. Oh my um, God. <laughs> but it it's it's an animated movie about the birth of Jesus. <laughs> like
0: all right, and well, that's I out go right now check and, and it looks out. really,
1: really cheap. <laughs> like it's it's got like some really good voice talent, like Zach Levi's in it, but like it
0: wouldn't it wouldn't be a Bible movie if it, it wasn't like cheaply done. Like Bible movies have to always like look like they're just shot <laughs> on like some Tommy Wesseau budget or something, and they have Tommy to Wiseau
1: actually had a pretty big budget considering. Everything. He had a big budget.
0: He had a big budget considering that he was shooting in 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 and on top of the same building over and over. But
1: he had like, like a seven million dollar budget. Like that's more than that film deserved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that film is I don't, you, did you, you, you've seen the whole movie right
1: yeah i've seen the room
0: okay good 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 but yeah the room doesn't i mean i've seen movies worse than the room i've seen movies that were more incompetently made than the room but none of them had the money the room had when they did that like right like, model sense of fate doesn't have that budget and that's why it's so badly made like they, there's people forget to do things in models that movies have to have. Like there's no, there's no credits in the beginning. Like they shot a sequence for the credits to go over, and there's like five minutes of a car driving around that the credits are supposed to be there for. Not there. It's just a blank screen with a car, and um, That's they don't weird, have. Because
1: adding that graphic shouldn't take very much money to <laughs> do a cheap one.
0: <laughs> well, like the way you say the degree that models is made to the director, filmmaker person didn't pay anybody but the dog that was working the dog was paid in (laughs) dog food and then the camera there was a 20 dollars more camera he could have bought that recorded audio but he bought the cheaper model that didn't record audio and the camera only records for i think 30 seconds at a time so if you watch the movie it's just cut from 30 second clips over and over again i
1: could not watch i think that would make me sick
0: and the audio is all dubbed in because the camera can't record on site, and there's no mic. And so, yeah. And I think that like most of the people are dubbed by like one or two people. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, one speaking of, the of like dubbing, like your cocaine. like one
1: person over a lot of things. They used Emily Blunt's voice for like several characters that like you don't really see on screen. Where um, the nurse that's taking care of Tom Cruise when he gets his blood transfusion, like he talks to her, but you don't actually see her speak. It's Emily Blunt's voice.
0: She just says, like, what does she say? She's like, I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. Like, yeah. <clears throat>
1: right. So they use her, and then they use her as, like, a radio announcer when they're in the car. <laughs> I just think that's funny. It's like, you're using your main actress for, like, a lot of these, like, really weird little bit pieces.
0: <laughs> well, Emily Blunt, because she's British, can probably drop her accent and an uh, upper accent to different degrees, so she sounds like a different person. Because it's, it's just like, <laughs> if I already hear Laura, uh, Laura, is it Lauren? Lauren Co- Cohan? The one that, um... Yeah, on
1: The Walking Dead. and Yeah, if I were to hear
0: her speak in her real British accent, I, I couldn't tell her voice from anybody else. I mean, <laughs> you know, and she's on Supernatural and her voice doesn't even sound natural there. People are always saying it's fake accent. Or a lot of actors, like we, we mentioned um, Jax from Legends of Tomorrow, who's in this movie. He's British. I didn't know that. So, I mean, if I heard him speak naturally, I would probably be like, what the fuck is coming out of your mouth right now? His
1: character in the Soviet, I actually want to know more about because like they dropped like a little bit of his backstory, oh yeah, like, like in passing, and it's crazy. really interesting. His like
0: friend died or some shit, and he and steals he took their his friend's identity. Place, oh, but oh he God, still sends just the money something. to his
1: his friends. I just parents. realized
0: something. That's her backstory. That's the main. That's Emily Blunt's backstory in the manga. Her character has no name. Like when you're reading the manga, they black. Yeah, her name no, out.
1: I know. Well, and I mean, she
0: steals she, an identity and
1: takes Frish. that name. No, I know that, but I mean. I just I think it was interesting 'cause like especially with not Jax, they call him Ford in this movie. I still call Ford, him Jax.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm still calling him Jax because you're doing my <laughs> thing now where you call a character by their other name.
1: <laughs> well in my notes I kept calling him Jax. I was like, Hey Jax. Um
0: uh-huh. but <laughs> <laughs> I just you haven't seen Star Wars yet, but Benicio del Toro's in this movie and me and Greg were just calling him the collector because we're just like, That's the last role we saw him in there. <laughs>
1: But with Jax's, like, character in this, like, he still sends, like, his friend's parents the money that he's making from fighting in the war, and that's really interesting, and, and, and I want to know more. what's funny is that he,
0: he <laughs> comes off as very douchey and, like, stuck up, you know, in the earlier scenes, and then you hear that story, and you go, oh, he's, like, a nice dude who's, like, doing this for his friend's family.
1: I know, I want to know more about this kid, like,
0: they might have him they, more effectively? <laughs> they might have been gay,
1: they could like have might, been or be what they were trying to hint at. Or maybe he it could be like the, the in Mad Men, uh Don Draper steals Don Draper's identity. Um wait, what? Oh yeah. Well I guess you haven't seen Mad Men, but it's not really a spoiler this many years after it's over.
0: <laughs> I mean I mean but, I'm not gonna watch Mad Men, but I didn't realize that he was stealing another dude's identity.
1: Yes, uh John Hamm's character, Don Draper, is not actually the real Don Draper. His real name is Dick Whitman. This is not a spoiler, it's from season one. Um, Don Draper was his friend in the in the army and they were both injured and like someone mixed them up and oh. he, he just let them because Don had kind of a better setup in life like Dick Whitman was from like a really poor alcoholic family like he wasn't really destined for anything and then as Don like he got to kind of have a successful life and he got like these, this medal of honor and stuff like this. Well so,
0: I mean If you think about it, it's the same story as What's-His-Face from uh, Doctor Who, uh, Jack Harkness. Like, he's not really Jack Harkness. He's in love with that dude, and and that dude dies, and he steals his identity.
1: What's with all these people stealing each other's
0: identities? I mean, like, you gotta think, though, it, it it makes less sense in the context of this movie because it's a lot easier to track a person in the present day versus back then. But in World War II and World War One, if you were on a field and you stole some oh, fucking dog tags, you were that person. Like,
1: you well, can that's what Dick like... Whitman does in World War Two in Mad Men. Like, he steals his dog I... tags.
0: I never considered it, but I guess he would have been in World War II because he's, you know, it's the 60s and shit. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of funny that that's such a, that's a, that's one of those tropes that I don't think about much, but you do see it pretty relatively often. It's even, fucking Final Fantasy 7 even uses it. That's, the main character is not who he says he is. He's (laughs) stolen an entire other person's personality and identity. It's just kind of funny that, like, that I had this like, epiphany was like, oh, that's where that idea came from. It's from that (laughs) manga thing.
1: I don't like the the girl soldier in this movie.
0: I don't like her accent and her look like she just like she's Her she accent's feels... very
1: confusing to me because I eventually realized it as being like a really weird southern accent, but that it's not what I first heard and I was like what are you even talking? It's like the Lindsay thought, Lohan like all accent accent.
0: I thought it was a <laughs> All accent, accent. I oh, have you not she, heard? Have you not heard? I, I've Lindsay heard, Lohan? I've heard her, her weird ass like <laughs> accent she's using. I think you showed me that, but I was gonna say that. Um, I, I, I thought I heard like an almost North England accent. See, at that's first. what I heard
1: at first, but then like later on, it gets like Southern U.S., and I'm like, what are you even and those doing? two things are not
0: similar like they're not <laughs> similar accents they're no like similar roots. she
1: sounds like she's speaking nonsense because like her accent is so weird Like and her hair that is not regulation for the military they're not gonna let a oh, woman have dreads well, like that
0: well <laughs> like there's a there's a there's, there's like a hollywood problem with like people being in regs in the military because no one's ever people have full-on fucking beards like just you know just beards, like they just didn't shave this past week, because like fuck it, and just people with long hair, weird hairstyles. Um, <laughs> there's a they call. It? I was watching an Arrow, and what's and Dig has like facial hair, and he's supposed to be in the. Middle. I was like, what are you doing? Like shave that off of him. Like he's never even had facial hair before, and you give it to him when he goes back to the military. Like what are you doing right now?
1: I mean, like it makes like it's one thing, like if they have if it happens like while they're somewhere where they don't really have access to like
0: but he's in like that he's... Supplies,
1: but when they're like on base and yeah he's on base
0: <laughs> and I, I think that I think that in in Arrow's facial hair is just shorthand for people are going dark <laughs> like they're obsessed <laughs> this because it's pretty of,
1: much like, what it is when queen. Oliver's got his beard that's when you know he's angry
0: <laughs> like and no one notices that he has the same beard as the mayor <laughs> when he's in costume because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't cover his face up you yeah, know
1: oh he doesn't actually God. even wear a mask. He uses grease paint. Like no, he had
0: the grease paint's gone now. Barry gave him a mask. What makes less sense to me is he was like, oh, if you can find me a mask, I can still shoot with. How can Malcolm Merlin and everybody from the League of Assassins can shoot with that mask on, but you can't?
1: <laughs> it's Oliver. He needs he needs reasons and excuses. Well, you know what that.
0: it is though, like, and I, I I realize this, and this is why it was so important that they didn't cover his face up or give him a weird you know thing and this is this is the same thing with like a lot of movies like this is probably why tom cruise stops wearing his helmet in this movie it's because like people actively react badly when there's conflict happening and they can't see a character's face in a movie and it's the same reason why every time in the old Spider-Man movies they would get to the end he'd lose his mask or it'd get ripped or whatever because they wanted you to be able to see the actor's face and that was like right. that's, that's one you reason need to be able to that. see
1: the emotional cues and stuff and-
0: but with Homecoming having the eyes that are mobile like the eyes in the comics were they don't need to do that anymore. And I was like that's actually like the most brilliant thing. Of course then they fuck that up by making him lose that mask in the last in the last part of this movie anyway. <laughs> he's wearing that goofy like I don't know like telescopic eye thing. But but yeah, like that that was one of the things that I realized about like a lot of comic book characters. Not only Batman, I, I, I think they don't want you to see Batman's face. I think it works better for Batman. But it, it, that's why you don't see, like, coverings on well, their faces.
1: Batman is kind of an emotionalist character. Like, that, that's his deal. Like, he's he's kind of cold and he's kind of aloof. Like
0: he and, and he's kind of a horrible person. And I think that they, they did that with Tom Cruise for a bit where he decided, I'm going to go out alone. I'm just going to be stone-faced and not save people on the side of me and blah, blah, blah. And they do that one pass through where he finds out that he's being lied to and then they just drop that. And that's about as much of that as they needed to do because, like, yeah, you get that enough out of Batman and, like, you know, like I said, Green Arrow, you get that out of him a lot, too. He's breaking people's legs and dropping them off buildings and shit. And I do like it. I do like it there. I'm just saying that I don't need that to be every character I watch.
1: No. And to be fair, like, Tom Cruise, like, I don't think you could. You would really believably buy it from him. Yeah, I don't think go full dark like that.
0: I think it works better when he's not being mean.
1: Oh, well, there's some other stuff that I want to mention. Mostly that I really love Emily Blunt, and she's a huge badass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want anyone to forget that. Note it. I don't know. I I I love Emily Blunt and like everything she's in. (laughs) Um. And I just, I like that she gets to kind of be the more traditional hero in this one. And she gets to train Tom Cruise.
0: Yeah, it's all like her saving him.
1: Yeah, even though he thinks he's there to save her, but not really.
0: <laughs> he's there to do a bad job saving her.
1: Pretty much. And then I think I had noted that, like, I think another reason that I really like this movie is that it kind of gives me, like, an old X Files vibe.
0: Mm, I could see that. Like, it, you know without the like war they, stuff
1: like just like with like this kind of the resetting and I don't know I don't forget where I was in the story that it like that I noted that but
0: there there's some there's some like without the air yeah, like I could see an X-Fall episode like this about resetting where you know Mulder's like resetting or something like that like where
1: someone and, gets infected with something and that's what's yeah, causing them and Scully, so
0: like. <laughs> Scully thinks he's just going crazy because that's her job is to be there and be like you're just saying things <laughs>
1: yeah no I just that for some reason I think I just I had that in my notes and that's a weird note to have so I thought I'd mention that <laughs> and then I had another note about Legends of Tomorrow but
0: I <laughs> what was that note that.
1: I just was like by the end of the movie they've got like their ragtag group of misfits going to save the day fighting time travel <laughs> And I was like, well, it's like Legends of Tomorrow. I really
0: think <laughs> that if they do a sequel, I hope that they find a way to bring that group back that died but survived because they never... Because like technically he shouldn't even meet them anymore, but he right. goes to the base But he to could meet go her. in search of
1: them. And- yeah,
0: and he could go in search them and be like, I know I can trust you people because I trusted you in this loop that got aborted. And so I could see that being like a cool dynamic. And it'd also give you a chance to know these characters better
1: that's true I mean it would be I think a little harder for him to explain like to explain away how he knows so much about them because yeah, like, because he, he resets he'll have so had more much. time and he'll also have like yeah he'll have had like more time in between like it's not like oh he just showed up here and he knows all this stuff about us it'll be like okay um war's been over for like two years yeah he could yeah. have like researched me creepily anytime creepily <laughs> okay you ready for some trivia <laughs> yeah um we talked kind of briefly about how emily blunt carries like a sword um and that was something from the manga that they i guess emphasized there that she didn't want to have to like rely on ammo running it because it runs out so that's why she started using a sword
0: yeah, I mean that makes they sense. They don't really make me, use though.
1: of it very much in the movie, but she does. Cool
0: but of it, it's it's she does, but it's all <laughs> behind Tom Cruise's action. Like she's in the background, like spinning around and jumping. right only well, use it for
1: like her promotional shots when she's kind of on the posters and stuff. It just it looks cooler than yeah. It looks, like, it serving it looks pretty badass. Purpose. Yeah. Um, Do you know that? Remember the scene where she punches the guy for calling her full metal bitch? Yeah. that's her brother. <laughs> funny <laughs> i thought that was a really funny trivia thing um let's see the house in with the helicopter where they're resting mm-hmm. is the same house from looper that emily Blunt oh watching. my god
0: i felt like that was a house i'd seen before in another movie it, <laughs> it's also funny because i was watching i was looking up do helicopters have keys and I remember another Arrow thing that they they say on there they do like someone says makes a joke about not about getting the keys and then saying there aren't any keys and then they get in and they go there are keys and then so I was online looking up do helicopters have keys and apparently they do and don't have keys it just depends on the, the model because I, I was like this would be a weird oversight if it doesn't even have keys and he's just lied to her to keep her from looking in there but it's like a push button start
1: that scene kind of bothers me because like he's very clearly telling her it doesn't end well, and she's still like give me keys. <laughs> well, what and was dumb like,
0: about that was that like she she she's trusted him up to this point to give her instruction on what to do. Why not just right. go by foot or by road from here on out? And right, like you know so clearly I
1: mean? he's lived this over and over again. Why do you keep killing yourself? Like, why are you killing yourself? Yeah, like, why are you so insistent on taking?
0: Because well. like honestly, the helicopter seems like a bad idea because it's not like it's a combat helicopter; it's a little like you know, homemade right. helicopter. You get in the air and they start firing those, whatever, whatever the fuck they're shooting with, at you. That's it. It's just going to get blown out of the sky.
1: <laughs> well, and it's just, it's like, you know that he's lived this and you, you keep saying that you're the one that needs to destroy the Omega. Like, he's telling you you're going to die if you do this. Like, why are you doing it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was a, that was a weird moment. Like, that's like the that's like the one part where they just riding dropped drop the ball on it.
1: Yeah, that's, like, a, just a weird inconsistency. Like, it that would have made more sense, like, if that was, like, the first run-through.
0: Or but it's, something like, and the 100th run-through. They actually, right. they're, and they're actually, in the manga, do count the run-throughs. Like, they yeah, show Yeah, I know, I saw
1: that. But I, I like that they don't count it here. Oh, yeah, I like, like
0: that you don't have a sense. You just have a sense that this has happened a lot of times.
1: Right, because that's how I think it would be, like, if it, if it was happening to you. Like, if you're, like, Emily Blunt's character, like... You don't but, know how long it's been going on other than you just know it's been happening.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, even as Tom Cruise, like, you you get to the point where it happened a lot of times. I've played a game like that where there was, like, some quick time event and I couldn't beat it. And I did it, like, 50 times. It, it felt like that. You know, like you said, the, the guy was inspired by video games. So, it makes sense that it feels that way.
1: Right. Um, Emily Blunt did most of her stunts for this movie um, when they first filmed it. She did all of her stunts, but when they had to go back and do, like, the pickup shots and a few reshoots, mm. she wasn't able to do her own stunts because she was pregnant. <laughs> and I guess Tom Cruise was like, that's weird. She did her own stunts before. Why is it she doing them now? So he was, like, the third person that she told she was pregnant.
0: That's pretty funny. <laughs> he just kept telling her.
1: <laughs> I guess. I don't know.
0: Everybody's should was, do was, their was, own stunts. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, if she she did it before, like, for the actual shooting of the movie, and then she wasn't yeah. doing it for, like, the reshoots, I guess that would be weird. Um, and I guess Tom Cruise um, specifically requested her for this role. I um, mean, I guess he really wanted to work with her. So well, he recommended her. From
0: what I read, that the sequel treatment was mostly his idea, too. So it feels like he might have a lot of creative control over this.
1: Oh, he does. He's. I think he's a producer on it because he was also part of the design for the the jackets.
0: The metal dealer
1: jackets.
0: Uh huh. Like I say, they call them jackets because it's such a simple word, but it's like it's a jacket. No, it's, it sounds kind of badass, but not really. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, um, and then another funny Tom Cruise fact was I guess he spent a hundred thousand dollars on a rat party for the casting crew that he couldn't even go to because he was still finishing some of his
0: scenes. Sad, sad, sad. I mean, that's nice uh, of him, though. I I think it's funny to think that, like, (laughs) this guy from, like, terrible CW shows, they're not terrible, but whatever, is on a movie with Tom Cruise and, like, interacts with him directly in multiple scenes and actually is one of the last side characters to die because, really, he's the the last character to die before they take down the Omega. Like, he survives Mm -hmm. up to that last moment. And I think that was just weird because it's just it's not the kind of thing I expect for a like CW actor to end up, you know, even especially a CW (laughs) actor who's not even the star of anything he's on. Like it's not like he's like you know Jensen Ackles, right? He's an he's
1: on a big ensemble
0: show, like the weirdest ensemble show, and he's not even there anymore. He's gone.
1: I think he'll be back, but I think.
0: I I think I think that if he's gone and they they bring him on like this movie sequel I I hope that they bring back at least him <clears throat> and the guy who um was supposed to be helping um train Tom Cruise yeah they could bring back him too you know it's funny this movie feels to me like it's kind of got some of the same blood in it and maybe this is a connection of del toro as pacific rim because pacific rim is another weird movie that shouldn't have worked didn't seem like it was going to work but does and it has a lot of the same sci-fi beats in it they're different Mm -hmm. of course there's no time travel but there's still there's, there's a character that gets a connection to the aliens and they they use that connection to find a way to beat the aliens and it's also very Japanese manga anime inspired. Like it's basically American. One well, time you individual. have
1: big Max like us.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean like as for some of like Japan has this huge boner for Max and I don't know what it, where that came from. Like where they decided there that would just be their thing, you know, alone with giant fucking robot man. They've been doing it since the 40s though. I mean, the first Gundam <laughs> books are like that old now. And like I think that it's it's funny that you don't see American movies do it. Like there's not very many mechs in American movies. Like there, there's some in the Matrix revolutions and there's some here and there. I mean you know, we've aliens. got the closest
1: thing we've got is like um, Power Rangers, which is a direct oh, that's, steal those, from yeah. Japan. That and, and those, then we've got and those Transformers, worst, which is also a steel
0: <laughs> those Japan. are the worst mechs though. The 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 Zords and Power Rangers. Like they're they're less flexible than humans. Like in every way. They're bulky and slow. Like it almost felt like a hindrance. Like if you could just be a giant man fighting, it'd be better for you.
1: But I mean, again, we directly stole that from Japan. So yes, <laughs> it's not like we even had any input in that. Like
0: they stole everything but the scenes with the American actors in them.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, and then they just shot those with how they wanted them.
0: <laughs> and now Disney owns Power Rangers, so it's okay.
1: Disney's owned Power Rangers for a yeah, while. Yeah, they
0: own owned it for a while, and they haven't done anything with it, really, sh- shockingly. They've, they been, it. Um,
1: they've been doing, like, they've been keeping it going. It's just, it's not popular. <laughs> it I Pokemon think it's on, or, like, one of their, I think it's on, like, their XD channel.
0: Yeah, it, it and Pokemon are just <clears throat> slouching along. Pokemon's it's like Rose MacGyver
1: there. was a Power Ranger, I guess. Yeah, so. I
0: remember. She has a goofy face. Like, her face is, like, really wide in Power Rangers. I don't like it. Like her head's too big for her body. She just had to grow into her head. It looks like
1: <laughs> she does have kind of a big head, but it works for it's cute. For, at least for live, she's,
0: she's cute. Yeah, she's a cute person. Like she, because
1: she's got big eyes to go with it. Like
0: I don't like her accent though. It's, it wears me out a lot.
1: Her New Zealand accent. Why does it yeah, weird you out? It's
0: just I'm not used to hearing it. So when I hear her do it, I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? What's wrong with your mouth? <laughs>
1: She uses it a lot when she's on Once Upon a Time because she's played Tinkerbell.
0: I cannot make it through Once Upon a Time. I just can't do it. I tried to watch it. Like that show in Grimm, I'm just like, it just, they, they turn me off so bad. Like I'm just, I can't do it.
1: I liked Grimm. Um, and I, obviously, I watched Once Upon a Time as well. You yeah, could yeah. probably do this season because it's got Adelaide Kane from Rain.
0: Once Upon a Time is like a show that's built for Laura's.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say that. Like it's. It's nearly lost me quite a few times.
0: You didn't watch Gotham, right?
1: At the beginning... I used to. At okay. the beginning of Once Upon a Time, like I was like, yeah, really into it. Like It's definitely something I'd be into, but I think they squandered a lot of things. And of my, they went in really weird directions with stuff. That One of,
0: one of my friends watches Gotham, and he... <laughs> He gave up on it eventually, but he was just like, yeah, like this show is trying my patience. He's like, it'll get really bad. And just when you're going to give up, it's like, oh, it looks like it's hopeful again. And they'll just throw all that shit in the blender.
1: I will say Gotham is a very beautifully shot show. I love the costume designs for it. It's, they borrow a lot from like the 1940s in the costumes well, and the sets and it's beautiful. One
0: of the, uh, one of the, the reviewers on like AV Club or some shit says if you treat the show like it's a prequel to the 1960s Batman, it makes it just work better and you can deal with it, <laughs> but otherwise it's unwatchable. <laughs>
1: yeah, it just it gets they drag things out for way too long on certain things. And I think they started Bruce as too young.
0: Yeah, um, I I heard that they're bringing him in when he should have never even been part of this show and I feel like that I feel like they're doing stuff to try well, to Well, I mean, cuz of course the,
1: of course the the pilot starts with the Wayne's getting murdered. Yeah. As every freaking Batman every show Batman has. Every
0: Batman story has to start with. <laughs> like I have seen the the murder of the Wayne's more times than I can count. Right. I point. don't
1: I don't need to see that anymore. It's it's been done.
0: <laughs> I've seen it in Batman Beyond, a show that doesn't even have to do with that same Batman.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it could have been something that I think they could have, like, saved, like, maybe, like, the end of season one and have that be, like, a, a final moment. But it's actually what, like, spurs, like, Jim Gordon into being a detective. Of and course blah, blah, it blah, is. Blah, blah.
0: Because everybody's motivation is Martha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, obviously, Bruce is really young in that, but, like, they make him a main character, and it's. He also goes for these big growth spurts in between seasons, which is really hard to explain. Oh, like he, has, he
0: has the Carl problem from Walking Dead, where Carl's got, like, a beard yeah. and shit.
1: <laughs> so it's like, he's, like, what, supposed to be, like, what, 12 of the, in the first season? And then by, like, season two, it seems like he's 15 already. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like apparently now he's, from what I hear, I don't watch it anymore, because I gave up after season two. But he's in um, costume now, yeah. Right, he's um, now starting. I was going to say that like I think that, I just like,
0: figured out what happened to Runaways when you said that. That's why Molly's not 8 because girls grow so fast. If they had made Molly 8 or 7, <clears throat> she'd have turned into a, a woman before they shot season 2. They would have she'd look like she looked like she looks right I'm now. I'm sure
1: that had a a big part to do with it, but like they also should not have written her as an 8-year-old then. Yeah, on on
0: rewatch, <laughs> she's not quite as annoying, but she's still pretty annoying. Like, like I
1: just it's, it's in the writing. Like, I feel really bad for the actress because it makes you perceive her badly, but I don't think it's her fault. She's
0: not the <laughs> best actress either, and they write Molly very stupid, and so it doesn't help matters.
1: Right, and I don't think... She's, like, the one character, like, I don't like the character, like, designed for, because, like, they dress her like she's little, too.
0: They, they dress her like she dresses... Well, they dress everybody like they dress in the comics, but it makes more sense for everybody else but her. Like <laughs>
1: Right, like, and... I think you could make an argument that she's like psychologically stunted because her parents are dead, and when they died when she was really little. But like, yeah. I don't think it's a viable argument for considering that she's clearly had like a solid upbringing and like seemingly supportive parents, like in place of her own. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like, think I, it makes. I can see that sense. argument. And honestly, the parents that she are the most supportive parents in the show. We yeah. Actually, uh, we, 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 we probably, like, I was going to say this as an aside. We should probably, as a next episode, just do a conversation episode. because We have a lot in us, apparently.
1: We <laughs> like, did. We haven't like, talked to of, like, the last week very much. Yeah, so I know. That's I?
0: that's that's probably also it. But we, we could probably afford to do one episode that wasn't movie related. And we
1: probably could. And I was also, I was going to ask you at one point if you wanted to slow down recording to every other week because we are going to have so much built up
0: <laughs> um i don't know because we could if we do if we keep it this way we could stop for a while or you that's know, true like we could also I mean
1: obviously with having to like slow like not record last week because i was busy and then me being sick this week it's nice to know that we have stuff in the can yeah eventually.
0: we won't we won't run out but i mean like we could we could we could do one that wasn't movie related because that also will take us less prep time
1: you cut out a little bit there.
0: I said we could do one that wasn't movie related because it would take us less prep time to do that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't obviously didn't watch this movie until like very last minute this time.
0: I watched it. In, I watched it at two a.m. last night.
1: I watched it last night at like nine p.m.
0: But we probably should wrap this. Up. Uh,
1: I had one last trivia note, but okay. Th- in the opening news montage, um, one of the politicians that they show is Hillary Clinton. It yeah, I saw it. That she was president. <laughs>
0: oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, I don't, if, I don't know if you heard this. They they put a wax dummy. or oh, of something. Of course, I sent
1: you a pic. Did I send you a picture of Did the? the
0: no, I don't think yeah, so. Think Greg sent so. me something about it though, and we oh, we laughed our asses off about about. sent to John, but. Donald Trump's wig on a Hillary Clinton face.
1: Well, no, it's it's the the tweet that I saw was like every time I see this, I'm more and more convinced that they built Hillary Clinton first and then had to change it last minute. <laughs>
0: pretty funny <laughs> what is crystal? it's for the disney <laughs> hall of presidents I, I asked crystal to do something and she says greg is fine i'm like what she meant doing it but it's just like the wrong word i was like what does that mean <laughs> but yeah um no i, I don't want to keep you talking too much like i said you're still you're still ill mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, i guess i since you got your thing already um there's another one coming tomorrow
1: Oh, okay. they wouldn't come
0: together because it's I don't know because <laughs> it's the internet, Amazon.
1: And hold on, I need to look up what movie we're watching next. <laughs> I have a list.
0: Well, do you want to do a movie next, or do you just want to do the conversation thing next?
1: Um, I mean, we could. Is that we episode wanna, seven.
0: Like, right.
1: Yeah, we're on episode seven. Do okay. We want to officially do a conversation one next week. Yeah. Okay. But do you want me to like tell you in advance for the next movie, or do we just want to like?
0: We'll wait. We'll wait till then. and We'll do the movie. Like, look, okay. I like. I like the surprise of it.
1: I think. Fig- I know you like the surprise. Which is why I don't tell you. Until I know. I don't. I don't even
0: look at the list anymore. I don't, ah, ah. I'm sorry. I shocked myself again. I
1: do need it, to send you some stuff as I add to it to make sure that I'm not putting stuff that you've seen on it. But
0: oh, that did really you shock hurt.
1: yourself with your earphones? Again? It got me.
0: It got so bad. It like got to my eye. It felt like I could feel like it going across my face. It was really. John's bad. been
1: having that problem with his headset, and I'm, I don't know what's wrong with you guys.
0: <laughs> if this is headset, he needs to take it away because like it shouldn't do it to a headset. Like that should be it, it should only be earbuds. No, he
1: knows he needs a new one. He just can't afford. because yeah, he, he wants the really his, fancy one.
0: His wires are like crossed or something. This is common for for metal earbuds. My dad said to get some uh, nail polish, and paint over the metal to cover it with something that's not like metal. That way, it would that still would function. Sense. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. But um, let's go ahead and just say we'll do a discussion okay, one next well, time.
1: Also, did you want to like? I mean, I guess you talked about it at the beginning, but did you want to say like what you thought of the movie? Oh. I mean, you kind of did at the beginning, but.
0: uh, Well, go ahead. I, I forgot to just, ask
1: you last time, so. Yeah, go ahead and just
0: <laughs> ask me what I thought that way where it's not part of the other conversation.
1: All right, Justin. So what did you think of this week's movie?
0: Uh, This one was actually really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed most of these movies, though. So it's been, you know, like you said, you won't get things that I purposely hate. And I enjoyed it more than I expected to. I expected it to be kind of hokey or bad because it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't perform well. And I, I thought that that meant it was not a good film for some
1: reason. I mean, considering it's an, like in a manga based movie, it's really good.
0: This is, this is easily the best like anime manga based movie that I know of in existence. Like easily. Yeah. Made.
1: Like, I don't know. It's one that I just like. Even when I was watching it last night, like I kind of forgot to take notes because I was just like really. That's why it I don't have any notes
0: because I I just was like watching what was happening. I turned my chair away from the computer and everything.
1: Yeah, there's just so much going on, and it's it's very engrossing.
0: <laughs> and you remember it all. Too. It, it's visually striking, and you know, well mm-hmm. edited, really well edited.
1: And I think just it's so underrated. Like, and I feel bad like for Emily Blunt, especially because like I think. I think she always, always underrated. Um, I don't think she really gets credit she deserves on a lot of the projects she does.
0: Yeah, like I feel like Br- I feel like Brie Larson's taking on her parts. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Brie Larson's like ten years younger than her, so hopefully that's not. Brie Larson's true,
0: ten but... years younger, and she's American, I think. And yeah, like I feel like like there was there was a push at one point. I saw people saying Emily Blunt should be Captain Marvel. And well, I
1: think Emily Blunt isn't she in that new? Um, mortal engines movie it looks like her maybe
0: that movie looks weird as fuck though i'm not sure what i think it is looks at.
1: really interesting like, i don't know i'm really into like the whole like the cities being on wheels thing it's kind of fun i like I it like
0: sounds it. like one of those ideas that they can't even practically explain they're just like we to just me, put everything what on it wheels sounds, like i
1: haven't seen pacific rim yet but it sounds like pacific rim mixed with mad max
0: <laughs> someone said it's like howl's moving castle and mad max and i was like that sounds like what what i heard too Pacific, like Rim, it just, it's... Pacific Rim is actually surprisingly well done. And what's funny was that it's one of the movies that when people talk about the Bettsdale test, that I say that that's why that test doesn't mean anything, because there's only one female character in the movie, but she well, there's one, there's two, but one of doesn't have any speaking lines, because she's like a Russian pilot. Well, then it can't pilot. pass. It can't pass, but the character is so well written and she's not a love interest like someone was saying that honestly she should be the main character because if you followed her storyline it would be a more emotional journey like she's idris alba's adopted daughter who's also japanese it's weird, but it works really well. Like, if, if I was going to actually, like, I'm always thinking of, like, what movie would I pick for Laura to watch if I was going to do this? I would pick that one because I think that there'd be some interesting responses to it. Also, there's just like, there's this badass shit, like a lightning sword at one point. <laughs> and a fucking, I just,
1: there, I was like, just really opposed to the movie for a while because, I mean, initially I thought it looked really stupid. um it's, But it's then. It's goofy.
0: Charlie Day but then, is there. <laughs>
1: But, but then I, there, there, when I was working at um, – when I was selling concessions and beer at the stadium, one of the guys that was a lead, like, annoyed the shit out of me. He kept talking about the movie and kept telling me I needed to watch it. And he, was just, and he would just, like, get in my face about it and, like, just be really obnoxious about a lot of things. But especially that movie. And I was like, no, I'm never going to see this movie. He probably,
0: had a, he probably had a crush on you. But the movie knows it's like anime, manga, DNA and roots because it does a lot of montages from stuff like that. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of like G Gundam, the Gundam show where they had to move inside the suit to make it fight. And there's also an Evangelion moment where uh, one of them picks a boat up like a freighter boat and uses it as a weapon, which is straight <laughs> out of In uh, the Veva. And so, like, there's a lot of that sort of stuff in there. And it's, it's nice to see that stuff appreciated. In, in, in,
1: I just like, I keep thinking of all the um, Pacific Rim 2, like, Microsoft Surface commercials I keep seeing. Oh, the you watch is, the like, CW the location app? Scout. Yeah,
0: I fucking hate that commercial. <laughs> that commercial is the bane of my existence. It's I gotta figure out where to land this
1: giant robot. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, just on the buildings. Like, that's what you fucking do when you have a giant <laughs> robot. You just drop it on shit and crush it. That's how it's supposed to be. Like. <laughs> Like, someone should just show them Evangelion, where they land the robots, like, on top of everything. And then they just open their AT field up and destroy all the buildings to clear out the area. But no, like, but I think we've done all we can on this movie. (laughs) And uh, tell us what we're going to be discussing next time, though, Laura. Next week, or two weeks from
1: now, I guess. We'll just be having a conversation episode where you can listen to us talk about whatever we want.
0: Because we almost did that this time. <laughs> this movie's pretty flawless and we just didn't have much to say about how it was bad. But We're just like, I, I like just, this I, I did
1: not take that many notes. I was too into the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't take that many notes because I was uh, watching the movie and just wide awake. But <laughs> but no, it, it's a good movie. that's like, like you're asking. It's a good movie and it's... I'm shocked it's not more appreciated
1: I am too I mean I see it like I said I see it a lot on people's DVD shelves so clearly it's been bought but it's one that I don't ever hear about a lot
0: yeah I will start recommending this to people for sure so speaking of recommendations tell them where they can find us online
1: you can find us at Last Chance Theater on everything but Twitter where we are at Last Chance THTR We also have a website, lastchancetheater.com.
0: And uh, yeah, like us on Facebook and review the show if you can on iTunes or Google Play. And uh, you can find me on at CTK86 uh, on Twitter and at Linda Justin on Instagram and Flickr. And um, where can they find you at, Laura?
1: I'm on everything at Laura LauraXJ.
0: Better, better marketing scheme to me because she's she does this all the time.
1: Consistent, consistent,
0: and I need to get get on the ball with that. Um, but we uh, we actually, you know, we had a really good time watching this movie. Harder to talk about it because it's it's hard to talk about good movies that are just competently. Dumb. I mean, I think every
1: movie watch has been good, but this
0: one. Has- it's so competently done, and it's hard to see.
1: You know, and it's team. by a director whose name I don't see a lot. It's just
0: interesting I, I don't know the director. I can't remember. Um, the Doug
1: Lehman. Did. Actually, I forgot what he, yeah. was he did before this think He did a couple. He did a big action movie before this movie. Oh, I didn't know if that was him as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, this guy did a big action movie. Somebody did a big action movie. They
1: should
0: hire him for like six, five. months. Yeah, I can see him doing that. I way.
1: think he yeah. could
0: handle the comic book as well, because clearly he the idea yeah, to This person understands Sausage and taking from the actual the actual, like, background idea of like the video game aspect of this movie, from of this movie. You know, like, some of to What's-A-Sense directors got told well, He understands Sausage and some directors just don't get that. And they who did do do the, the new movie. Jumanji, because they actually understood the video
1: games really well in on that
0: one? I don't game even know how play. there's not a video game for it right now because there should be. Like okay. they did that so well and I would play it. Okay.
1: Okay. I would want to be Karen Gillen.
0: Karen Gillen's dance fighting all of it. Dance fighting and <laughs> And uh, her her weakness is venom. <laughs> yeah I, I like smile. I like the smaller thing, but it just like it seems <laughs> really, like it's still like, really, like really, like, really, like, really, like, but um
2: I